so excited for today's episode and guest, Natalie Gingrich. Now, Natalie and I have been really good friends, and she was one of my very first mentors in my business. We are chatting about the mission, vision, and values for your business, how to create them, and why they play an integral role in your business. So grab a pen and paper, be ready to brainstorm, and take away a ton of nuggets from this episode so that you can create your mission and vision and values for the foundation of your business. Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for joining season three of the Success Beyond Lens podcast. I am so excited about this season's topic. We are chatting about how your story helps you create a brand and business that aligns with your vision and values to attract clients you actually want to be working with. Now, we have a range of guests coming onto the podcast this season to chat about the importance of your mission, vision, and values, how to utilize your brand story in a way that attracts your clients, and how to put it into action in your business. So grab your mug of coffee, a glass of water, your favorite pen and paper, and let's dive in. Hey, y'all. Thanks so much for joining on this episode. I'm so excited to be chatting with one of my best friends, Natalie Gingrich of The Ops Authority. Thank you so much for coming on to our show today, Natalie. Jen, I'm so excited to be here. It's an honor to be here, and I can't wait to dive into all the good stuff. Awesome. Well, I just, I have to tell y'all, Natalie is honestly one of the most influential people in the business that we have today. Success Beyond the Lens was born out of a group program that she offered. Gosh, it's been three years now since Mm -hmm. I went through that. And one of the important pillars of that program is the mission, vision, and values for your business. And I wanted Natalie on to the podcast, chat about what that looks like, why it's so important for the business, and and help you all create your mission and vision values so that you can start implementing them into your business and brand. So yes, they are. So I, I know that when I was kind of a little bit of backstory from my perspective, I grew up in corporate, left corporate, started my own business. And it was at that time, you know, corporate had kind of, you know how it is, like, your college experience kind of defines who you are. And then you may have kids and then that kind of defines who you are. And then for me, I was in the stage of corporate and that was definitely my identity, like hardcore my identity. And I left corporate because I was really yearning to like literally live a legacy life. Like that was the word that just kept coming to me over and over, took the big leap, left corporate and was kind of like, I knew I was going to work because I knew I needed to work. And at the same time, I was like, I want work to feel less like work now. Like I'm doing, I'm doing this so that I can return an income to our family so that we can live the lifestyle that we want to or desire to and also support my kids. So that was really where I was thinking. And it wasn't, it was much less about the skills that I had or, you know, the degrees I had or anything like that. It was it was the first, maybe the second time in my journey to that point where I was really like, what can I do that just feels good? Like, I want to do something that I'm excited to do that I don't feel dreadful for that because, you know, in corporate, certainly there were, I had a great corporate career. So I don't want to like dog corporate at all, but I had a great time in corporate. But there were so many passions and interests and relationships that I couldn't fully 
like, you know, that I couldn't fully invest into because of the rigor of corporate. So anyway, I leave there, come home and um, I was quote unquote home for three months. And I was like, yep, time to get to work. I knew that there was something, (laughs) something more for me to do. And that's when I really went on a deep, deep exploration of what does Natalie, we'll call it 2.0, but it was probably more like (laughs) 5.0. What does this next version of me look like? And knowing that I had full freedom to be able to define that for myself, put the work back on me. And I had to do a lot of course correcting and rewiring because I think a lot of us, especially females, we do the thing that we are told that we should do, or that society tells us, or your mama tells you, or your daddy tells you. And, and, you know, I, I certainly now having a 16 year old, I can still see that happening in my, in my own son. Just the other day I asked him, you know, we're talking about colleges and he tells me he wants to do exactly what his dad does. And I was like, Oh goodness. Like we have to stop this. Like right now, not that there's anything wrong with it, but that was where I was just the state of mind where this, this work of mission, vision, and values really came to the surface. I had seen this in my corporate career, even in you know college and different professional development programs that I had been in, pieces and parts of mission, vision, and values. But at that point that I was just talking about, I really went to work and I, it felt like therapy, legit therapy. Like I, and there were therapists involved here, <laughs> therapists and coaches and just deep reflective work. And at a time where I didn't really feel like I had a lot of time because I needed income. We needed money back into this home. And I had just stepped away and take, taken a big risk from, you know, by walking out of a large company and a large role. So I, I focused. I felt like almost all of my time away from my family was around what is it that I want to do? Where do I show up most naturally? What is, you know, what is the path of least resistance for me? Because I knew if I could find the path of least resistance, I would be ultimately fulfilled. Would there be hardships? Would there be struggle and strife to get, to get to that point? Of course that's life, but it would be a lot easier to go through those hard moments. If I knew I was charting to the territory that I really wanted to be in. So that's, that's where I went through mission, vision, and values. And so I'm always excited to share this with, you know, communities and just like yours. And so I look forward to diving into those three things today. Awesome. Well, I have always loved your background. I think it's given you such an incredible perspective on the online community and the online space. You come from such an established career. And it was something that that's one of the reasons why I went through your group program, because I didn't feel like I had the experience in corporate long enough to do what I wanted in my business. So just seeing how your business has shaped and molded and all of the things since, even since I took your program has been Mm -hmm. incredible. Yeah, it it definitely has. And truly, Jen, I'm I'm actually teaching a masterclass really sh- in a couple of weeks and I was coming up with the content and again, like the the start of every conversation is around the the vision and you know, mission and values are extremely important as well, but that's it's top of mind for me because I was just thinking about that and I created something that showed my vision, every vision statement I have ever had for myself in this business. So for the last seven years, we have four different versions of a, of a vision. And it is wild that, I mean, and I'll teach you guys and share with you guys super openly, but when I create those, they literally become guardrails for me. And it is amazing and cool. And they're not always, you know, I don't always achieve exactly what we wrote out, 
but I will say we're pretty darn close. And the big goals that we have wanted to achieve have all been forecasted ahead of me, right? They've all been present in these visions and it's such a cool exercise. I hope that when we close up today, that you're inspired to create a mission, vision, and values for yourself because not only for the reflective exercise, but for the goal setting, for the for the future, for the strategic planning that you can do. It's it's so imperative because we can let life pass us right on by. If you never put your stake in the ground on what that goal looks like to you, you'll be surprised how long you'll sit in that in that murky middle of just letting life happen. And that's not what we're here for. You have something bigger. I have something bigger. Jen has something bigger. And it starts with you being really casting that vision of what you want. So all, all good stuff comes from visions. I'm, I'm sure of that. Yeah, I completely agree. I, Natalie and I were talking before we started recording that the vision that I put together for Success Beyond the Lens was born in, in her group program and we are re- currently living it. I probably need to revise it now. So yeah, yeah, like that, it's just, it is really cool to see, you know, we casted that three years ago. And, and it's, it's really come to fruition over the last 18 months. So we talked a little bit about vision, but can you explain the, the basics of each of mission, vision, and values? Yeah. Yeah. I love to do this. So um, (laughs) mission, I think, and really sequentially, I always say mission, vision, and values, like it rolls off of my tongue. But when you go to do this work, I want you to pick, so there's basically three different exercises that you'll want to do. I want you to pick the one that feels the easiest for you. And everyone's wired a little bit differently. So as I'm talking through this, just because I'm going through this in this order, this is not a sequential exercise. So give yourself permission to do it imperfectly and to not follow any rules. It's mostly about you having the time and being dedicated to the outcome, which is to come up with each of these statements. So you don't have to do these in the order that we're talking them, talking about them today. The mission, this is like your deck declaration of purpose, why you're doing what you're doing, who you're doing it for, what priorities you have, and any methods that you use. So your your mission statement should probably be pretty short. Let me share another tip with you guys. I just told you the first tip is you don't have to go in order. The second tip is do not worry about making these perfect. Do not worry about making perfect sentences. And I don't care if they are phrases or bullet points or thoughts that come to mind, you're not going to have a perfect sentence. And if you wait to get your mission just perfect and with all the great words and you're going to thesaurus.com, trust me, I've done all that too. So it's okay. Um, the um, You don't need to do that though. I want your, your crappy first draft to be done. And then you can worry about making this better later. But for not, for right now, let's just get, let's just get these things on paper. So With your mission statement, your mission is all about what you're doing, why you're doing it. That's the purpose. Like when I think of a mission, I think of your purpose. Why are you doing what you're doing? And in the vein of this podcast, we're going to be talking about this from a professional or a work perspective, but you can definitely duplicate this in your personal life as well. But mission for your business. So in in the business that you have, why do you do it? Who are you working with? I think one of the greatest things about your mission statement, if it includes your specific person, your avatar, your client, your customer, whatever you want to call them, if you can put that in there in a concise way, it attracts and repels people immediately. So what you're doing, why you're 
you're doing it. And of course, who you do that, who you do that best with. And then the last thing, which is kind of a bonus and not every single person's going to have this. I think that this is one of the things that pops up over time. So if you have been in business or if you're a photographer that has a specific niche here, then you would want to include that specific niche. If it's the type of person that you work with, the type of shoots that you do, whatever your specialty is, it has to be brought forward. So if you have intellectual property, if you're a business coach and have intellectual property, then I would want to make sure that you highlight that because your mission statement, it obviously showcases your purpose, why you do what you do. But the cherry on top is if you can really help somebody see why you're a differentiator, how you are different from the competitive landscape that all of us have, it's out there. You don't have to convince anybody. They know it from the very beginning. So that's that's a little bit about the mission. Some questions to ask yourself when you're going through the mission exercise what do you do? How do you do it? Who do you do it for? What value are you bringing? Why do you exist from a company's perspective? What do you do? What do you want to be remembered for? So I love putting all of these things. It's it's kind of like an elevator pitch. If you guys have worked on an elevator pitch before, this has many pieces and parts to that. The great thing about a mission statement is it can show up in so many different places. Once you get this pulled together, this is everything that this can start on your website. This can be your podcast intro. When you go to a networking event and someone says, what do you do? This is the statement that you pull out. This is the statement that you that needs to be ingrained in you because this is the first way that the world can see you. And if you're, you know, th- talk about marketing. If you start looking at your marketing, if your marketing does not align with your mission statement, Ultimately, it doesn't align with you. We hear that a lot of times. Like, you know, I'm worried about hiring a copywriter because what if that copywriter doesn't sound like me or doesn't, you know, what if my visual representation online doesn't look like me or my social media feels, if you t- if you had do the work for a mission statement and that's, that's the, the true north of your business, all of your contractors, that's really where, ev- that's the hub that represents you. And when it does, you're way more authentic to, to everybody, to, to anything. And from a one-to-one perspective, it's so easy to, to, to dive into a conversation about what do you do? Those awkward, Hey, you show up at a networking event or a conference and someone says, Oh, Hey Jen, what do you do? And you're like, Oh, I just do these services because we'll minimize it. If we don't have Mm -hmm. it top of mind, I do that. I mean, sometimes I'll be at the baseball park and someone, Hey, what do you do? And I'm like, Oh, I help business, uh, you know, I make up something really cheesy and it's like, no, Nat, you've always got to go back to the mission yeah. because you want the mission to be an easy talk, easy language. You don't want it to be stiff corporate-y. Um, you want it to be, you know, depending on who your market is, but I'm trusting that most of us are probably not marketing to a really stiff corporate audience. Yeah. You want it to be comfortable language. And when you do that, it's so much easier to show up like that. Well, and what I love about what one of the points you made is that a mission statement is going to attract and repel the right people. I think we find ourselves like we have, especially in the beginning with new business owners, like I'm just going to work with anybody and everybody. But when you hone in on that mission and figure out who you're working with and what is important to you, you're going to repel the people that you shouldn't be working with anyway. I mean, think about your own. I remember when we were working together at the time that we started working together or when our friendship started, you had a bunch of variety of different people that were yeah. that were your clients. And 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 that's not a wrong way to start. I'm going to normalize that real quick because I did the same thing and I would do it again and I would tell my best friend to do the same thing. 
you you need that experience so that you can figure out where your sweet spot is, what fires you up. If you don't know that coming in, experience will show it to you. But when you start to see a trend there and, you know, uh, full, full disclosure and speaking on Jen's behalf, when she took that leap, right? When she said, yes, I'm going in all in on photographers. I'm working with a couple of these gals and I love the work I'm doing. It fills me up. It is so, it, it had a different feeling than the other clients that she was working with. And it wasn't the personality of the people. It was the work and the connection that she had to the missions that these women had. So, where there's one, there's more. And she saw that. So she, she started and she had to take a, there was a leap there. There's a, there Mm -hmm. is a leap because you had to get rid of the other clients. And then the real work came with, how do I find more of the people that I'm totally enjoying working with? And there's always work there. A good thing to remember with a mission statement is a mission statement is actionable. Like I always associate action with a mission statement versus a vision statement. Are you needing to grow and strategize your business, but you have no idea where to start? You don't know if it's marketing that you need, systems, if you need a virtual assistant, you feel like you're just kind of spiraling out of control with no idea which way is up and which way is down. I'm so excited because in this quarter, I'm doing 30-day consultation packages where you and I jump on a kickoff call to align your priorities with what we're going to be working on for 30 days. Whether it is getting your systems in in check, getting your marketing strategy super dialed in, or some other aspect of your business, this consultation package allows us to tackle it all so that you can focus on the items that are actually going to move your business forward. Check out our show notes for the link to jump on a free 15-minute call with me to see if this program is a good fit for you. A vision statement is aspirational. It's what you want to be. It's, It's more of the dreamy state. It's where you visualize yourself and your business going in, you know, in a short amount of time. When I think of a vision statement, it's it's really going to be up to you to see, and all of us are different. And it really depends. I know it depends if you're right-brained or left-brained. And sometimes for those of us who are more in the operator space, who are more of your doers, we tend to have a shorter, a shorter view of a vision. Like it's really, yeah. really hard for me to see 10 years down the road. I am great at seeing one year. I'm pretty good at seeing three and I am real shaky on seeing five years down the road for me. So, you know, know where you sit and it doesn't matter. I don't care if it's six months, one year, three years, 10 years. I don't care where that is for you. Just define the time frame at first and then give yourself some space to think about what does this look like? in that time period. So I'm going to go with three years because that's what I personally use. And I feel comfortable and competent when I put myself there. I've tried to stretch myself to five, seven, 10. (laughs) It is just not going to work for me. I'm not wired that way, (laughs) but a vision statement is the, it's capturing how this, your organization, your business, how it's going to appear in a future successful state. So I always think, if everything aligned for me and I had no setbacks, the economy was stable. We didn't have any of the ish that we've gone through in the last couple of years. If everything was peachy keen, what does the ops authority look like in three years from now? Who am I working with? 
What kind of services do I have? What kind of time? What kind of team? What kind of business do I have? Do I have different products than I have today? The answer is going to be yes. I hope I hope that you are there, right? We're going to have different packages, different pricing, et cetera. But what does that look like? Is there certain milestones that you are really striving for? I have always strived to have a 40% profit margin. I, for a long time, was trying to keep up with the Joneses and I had put a, a number, right? Like I wanted a certain revenue number. And that was, you know, that was something that helped me to continue to move forward. But all of us have different things. For some of us, it could be free time. It could be having less clients with with more income coming in. So you get to define this. I definitely, one of the biggest uh, tips I can give you is to not look around. Don't worry about what Jen does or Natalie does or Sally or Susie or Bobby. It doesn't matter. Your vision has to completely come back to you. And we've been talking about the professional part, but for me, I found that there was a lot of resistance because I could put these visions out there for the business because it kind of felt intangible, somewhat safer. But the greatest work for me in guiding the business was actually my personal vision. So what what does Natalie's life look like in the next three years? Where And for me, I'm a mom. I've got kids home with me right now. In three years, one of my babies is out the door. Like he's in college. He's, you know, and so visioning, what does that look like? What, what is, what does Natalie and my husband and my kids, like, what do we look like? That's going to dictate a lot of what my business is going to look like. So do not keep this in a silo. I do, if, if you have a business that is run by you, you're the face of it, you're the brand of it, and you continue, you want to continue to be that in that place. I trust that most of us are like that. Then I want you to definitely do the work in the personal visioning as well. What do vacations look like? Where do you spend your extra money? What does your day look like? What does your week look like? I know what my week looks like today, but in three years, if every remember, if everything goes right, the most successful state is my day going to look the same as it does today? No. What does that look like? Start defining it. What 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 do you do? What you know? What makes up your day? What are your priorities? Those personal visions can help you with designing what your business is going to look like. An example of how that could be out of integrity is if I had young children who were going to daycare part-time. I'm making, this is the scenario, but I've got young children. They're in daycare part-time. And in the summertime, we have no, we have no care. I'm the full-time care provider. My husband, we're a dual income family. My husband is in, you know, more of a corporate setting going into work every single day. So I am the main care provider. If I don't set a true vision for myself, and that's the way my, my days look like right now, I'm not able to work full-time without being crazy. Right. It doesn't matter the service, the package, or anything else. It it 100% will come back to me doing what I have to do and not what I want to do. So, you know, it's really, really important to, to see where you are, but cast a personal vision that also can, it will cascade into that work vision. So for lots of us, we're going to start want to start with the personal and then move on to the vision. Because for me, in five years, all of my kids, both my kids are out of the house. My life, my days are going to be very, very different. You know, now I start talking about really old lady things like when we're going to retire and <laughs> <laughs> who, who all we're going to go to Mexico with on a monthly basis, right? <laughs> yes, I love it. 
<laughs> so um, important to make sure that you validate and and dream into the personal because if you if you stay limited on the personal side, your professional side will stay very complacent with where you are. And we get a lot of people who are confused on mission and vision because mm-hmm. they're two separate statements. When I have people submit these back to me, I will get one statement that has both of them in there. So remember, mission is who you're working with, how you're working with them, what you do, what your differentiators are. That is your action statement. It's what you do. The vision statement is aspirational. It's what you want, what success looks like in a perfect world. That's the vision. That's the dream. So I think of dream and I think of the doing and the dream. So those are your mission and your vision. Make sure to separate those. And here's why. Your vision statement never goes anywhere. It doesn't have to be on any website. It doesn't have to be told to anybody. It's really for you. But the most important thing is that you have it and you actually believe it. You start setting intentions around it. You do planning around it. You know, when I very first began this, I I had said, you know, I my goal, my my vision was to have 500 certified directors of operations by 2025. And that has been a vision that has literally has stayed with me since I first wrote that vision in 2017. And because I put that vision out there, it became a goal. It became a priority for us. And so honestly, just that right there, Jen was talking about a group program I had when that vision became so real to me, it was a super hard decision to stop running the group program and to go absolutely all in on that vision because that vision aligned with my personal vision, right? I knew that in seven years from the time that I started this, my kids are going to be out of the house and life was going to look different. Now I may take, you know, I'm sure positive. I will take some turns and some trips along the way, but you know, setting that out there, it gave me so much clarity. It gave me the guardrails. It still does to say yes and no. And so your vision is aspirational. It's in the future. Your mission is what you do. It is an action statement. Alrighty. And the third piece that we're going to talk about today are your core values. And these are I will say that this is probably the hardest exercise of all three, but I think it's the most important. (laughs) And this is hard work because when we think of values, you know, when I ask people, what are your values? I remember having this done to me in corporate. I mean, everybody comes up with the same things, honesty, integrity, loyalty, you know, those are the, those are the very, very common, they're adjectives. And so when you ask someone what their values are, they'll give you a run of the adjectives that pop in their head. So I want you to go deeper. I want you to really look around and here's a tip and an exercise that I do with clients and people that we hire for with our students. It seems counterintuitive, but I want you to think about the people that you have had to break up with. Maybe they're personal friends, maybe they're heck, maybe they're family. I'm certain that you have clients that you have wanted to fire or you have fired. So, and I tell my students all the time, keep a list of the reason why you want to fire people or why you do fire people. That list is power. So you're going to come up when you think about those three different scenarios, your your family, your friends, or your clients, think about those scenarios. What, What was it about this person that made you literally want to cancel them out of your life? to get them so far away from you because you knew they were holding you back. If you get down to the root cause of that breakup, we'll just call it a breakup today. But if you get down to the root cause, there is a value 
that you have, you may not know it. You may not even, you may not even be deeply rooted in it today, right? It's just, it's just one of those things, but that just makes you up, right? So that's why we have a hard time identifying these things. But anytime you feel like you're at the point where you want to break up or you have broken up with somebody, it always is a reflection of a value not being honored, seen, or or, or mutually shared. That's why your favorite clients, your best friends, they share your values. And so sometimes it's just easier to see kind of the negative side of this, of the last time somebody really frustrated you or you needed to get them out of your life. You look at it, find that value and then flip it to the positive, right? So if, you know, there are so many different scenarios out there, but I know a personal example of mine is I am a curious person. I feel like I do my best work with people who let me be curious because I love to investigate problems and bring solutions. That's like, that sounds very work and professional, but I do that in my personal life too. It makes me a phenomenal mentor. It makes me a good friend. And that's, that's who I am in my fullest expression. I am curious, but I'm curious because I come with a lot of service, a lot of empathy and compassion. So all of those words I just mentioned, all of those adjectives could be my values, but the root of all of those is for me to be in a space where I can be curious. So when I was working in a professional space, when I work with clients who won't let me ask questions, are frustrated by my questions, don't like my input, really push me down, like they're not doing anything wrong per se. They're just not my people. I am not allowed to do my best work because they don't see that value. We don't share that same value. They want something else and I'm just not it. So think about the scenarios that you have had or situations that you have had where it just didn't feel good. And then try to find that piece there. And then you're going to flip it around to the positive. So like I came out with curiosity. Sometimes I was like, I remember thinking like, why, why does that person frustrate me so bad? Well, they don't listen to me. I don't feel valued because they don't, they don't listen and they, they didn't like my curiosity. So I had to do some digging. I hope that that's a, a good enough scenario for you guys to be able to see how you can flip that in to a value that's really, really important to you. Values can also, I don't think that you should crowdsource all too much for your values. I think that you have to do some internal self-assessment because the way the world sees you is definitely going to be different than the way you see yourself the the true you it's very we don't live in a space where we're able to be just fully authentic so you know i i caution you about letting you know some people will say oh go ask your five favorite friends what they the best thing about you now that's that's okay to do that you just can't build your full values based on that because my friends they don't know i'm they don't know that i value curiosity because that's just who i am right they, they're not looking at me. They're not picking me because I'm curious. And so I think there's a lot deeper work that needs to happen here. And asking your five favorite friends is going to give you some, some wonderful, kind words, but I don't know if they're really your core values. They could be a supporting value, but they're not your core. So think about your guiding principles, your core beliefs, what you stand for, what you don't stand for and why those things are important to you. So that will make up your core values. And I start with adjectives. My personal thing, favorite thing to do is to take adjectives and for some of them, turn them into phrases because it helps me to, to, um, to live those out on a regular basis. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah. I have some, some values that I will share. Like legacy is really, really important for me. I want to surround myself with people who care about a legacy, who are fired up about building a legacy. I feel like we have a lot of a, a greater synergy when I'm surrounded by people like that, both professional and personal. Curiosity is a big one. I have one that I turned into a phrase, which is, I believe that most people are good. I am, uh, you know, and I could have said like, oh, I'm optimistic or I'm positive. And those aren't wrong, but I believe that like, doesn't that feel so much so different? Yes. Like yeah. it's more tangible. I feel like, and I, yeah. I think there's, you know, now there's this whole like toxic positivity thing where it's not toxic positivity when you think, no, I really do believe that most people are good. Yeah. And I, and I truly do. I, I, I am an optimist. I also am a realist. That's why I say, I believe most people are good. I don't say every single person is a great right. human being. Um, <laughs> so um, anyway, I think that values are the root of you showing up as the fullest expression in your business. I think a vision statement will help you get there. And I think a mission will re- represents to the rest of the world, what you do much more powerfully than an elevator statement, you know, one of the statements that you can put together. So all powerful work that really help the world to see how they can interact with you. And the, the greatest piece for me, and I have lived this truth is the fact that there are guardrails when a decision comes up, when a new program comes up, when somebody wants to come on my team, when I'm interviewing, I mean, there are so many different examples here of how this work has allowed me to stay really in alignment and and true to what I wanted and not be talked into things, not feel weak in moments when I'm questioning myself because we are going to, I mean, guaranteed you're going to have a a great opportunity. Some phenomenal sales opportunity is going to come right across your desk or in front of you. And you're going to feel like you're missing out if you don't do that thing. And if you can take that thing and you have a standard, that standard is created in your mission, vision, and values. Does the coach, the leader, do they align with your, with your values? Are they teaching you something that is going to contribute to the vision? If that's not happening, then it's an easier no. You have something to fall back on. It's not scarcity. They're going to tell you you're scared. You've got fear. You've got this. No, you've got concrete things that will help you make decisions based on your own personal work. No one can do this work for you. Right. Now, I love the point that you make not to crowdsource it. I think I am a people pleaser. So even when it came to, and I'm like, I know when I went through your program, I think I asked anyone ever and everyone, like, I just need your opinion about something. (laughs) And, and it's something that, that it really has to come from you. And it has to be things that are really in alignment with who you are. And I know one of the challenges that I've had is that my values today are so different from the values that, you know, I had 10 years ago. So trying to step into that and being comfortable and confident in it and has been challenging, but it's also allowed me to make decisions, like you said, in my business that I feel really good about because they're in alignment with the values I hold true. Yeah, that's very, very true. None of these statements stay static forever. Your values change less but the more and the clearer you get, even, even when I go back, I do values work once a year. That's like, instead of doing resolutions, I do this work and I just get clearer. It's not that they change drastically. I just get more clear. And sometimes I yeah. can b- become more succinct with, with what, 
with what they really are. And so I think we evolve more so than the new ones just pop up. They've always been there. We just didn't see them or we haven't had experiences where we were forced to see them. Yeah, absolutely. You definitely, you've already like answered most of my questions. I was going to ask, do the businesses mission, vision values change over time or do they remain the same? Yeah. So your vision is going to have to change because you're going to create, you're going to reverse engineer that vision into the mission, right? So really the the mission is what you're doing today. The vision is what you're going to be doing in the future. If all goes well and success, you know, and you find a successful path to do that. So all of these are going to change over time. They, like I said, the values are going to change the least, but you're always going to want to refine them and get more and more clear. Again, those values are going to help you in growing your business by expanding with the right people, by finding, you know, I'm not a big lover of the word unicorn, but, but Hey, if they exist, you're going to find them. If you, if, if you find someone who's a values match for you, that's, that's where that comes from. I firmly believe that if we find people who share values, we can teach them anything because they're so aligned with us, it becomes easy to work together. So, so yes, all of them are going to change. Your mission should, your mission statement should be updated at least every 18 months because in small business, we're all doing something a little bit different than we were 18 months ago. Anytime you bring a new offer to the table or um, even change your pricing, change your avatar, you're going to want to go back to your mission statement. Awesome. Well, very good. I I mean, you've explained everything so well and so thoroughly that we kind of like hit all of the questions that I had, but that's just because you know, like you're just an awesome expert in all of this. So I just appreciate you sharing your knowledge so much. And I'm really excited to get this out to you all. I would love, absolutely love, if this is an exercise that you all end up doing, we would love to see what kind of mission, vision, and values you have. And you can share them in Instagram or shoot us an email. We'll drop all of that in the show notes, of course, because I just, I think it's such an incredible tool to really grow your business. Okay. I always wrap up with the same three quick fire questions. So we will make this snappy. The first is what is your favorite business tool? Favorite business tool would probably be Voxer. I I would have said a while back, Trello would be my favorite. We have since moved to ClickUp and that's been just a hard journey. So I'm going to take all project management tools, albeit essential and and necessity. Like I feel like a fraud not saying one of those, but... (laughs) Voxer is where it's at for sure. <laughs> I'm I'm a big advocate for Voxer. I do love ClickUp though, but I'm a big advocate. I want for to, Jen. I want to. I just cannot make it work. <laughs> We're um, gonna figure it out. You will. I I I love it. I love it. All right. And then do you have a favorite quote or a Bible verse? So we actually have a family motto, and that family motto is yes, you can. And I, I, we use it all the time inside of this house. So <laughs> I love it. My dad, my dad would say, um, if I said I couldn't do something, he's like, well, can't never could do anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yep. very much along the same lines. Yeah. All right. So the last one, it's my favorite is if I were to come visit you and we were going to go grab drinks, where would we go? And what would we have? We would definitely go to the Riverwalk. It's so I live in San Antonio, Texas, and the Riverwalk is this 
you know, nice iconic area of town. I never go there unless I have a guest. And I recently had one of our team members come out here and we went down there. We just had the best time, but we went to the river walk and we went to this amazing Mexican food restaurant, which of course we're in, we're in San Antonio. So I've got to take you to good Mexican food and it's called La Gloria. And we would sit outside and it would be like today, it would be a beautiful day. It wouldn't be 105. It would just be like 80 and that would be perfect. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. I'm super excited for our audience to hear all about your topic. Where can we hang out with you? Yeah, definitely. I've got a podcast called The Ops Authority. You can also find us at The Ops Authority everywhere. Our website, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, all the places. I'd love to have you guys come over there. Absolutely. Thank you so much. We will catch you guys next week. Bye, guys. us up for this week. Thank you so much for joining on this episode of the Success Beyond Lens podcast. If you are loving our content, it would mean the world to me if you subscribe to our channel or left us a review. You can always hang out with me on the gram at Success Beyond the Lens. Hope to see you guys next week.